This is the TriDot Podcast. TriDot uses your training data and genetic profile combined with predictive analytics and artificial intelligence to optimize your training, giving you better results in less time with fewer injuries. Our podcast is here to educate, inspire, and entertain. We'll talk all things triathlon with expert coaches and special guests. Join the conversation and let's improve together. Together. Welcome to the TriDot Podcast, episode 148, and it's going to be a special one. Today, we are hitting a crucial topic for multi-sport athletes, skincare, specifically how to thwart the negative impacts of unpleasant chafing, blisters, sweat, and odors. Before we approach any new topic like this, we always seek out the best voice to educate us on the topic, and today, I truly believe we have that with our first guest. Joining us for the very first time is Craig DiGiovanni. Craig is one of the original founders of Metadyne Healthcare Products and is currently Senior Vice President of Sales and Marketing for the company. Craig has been with Metadyne for over 24 years, and as an avid runner, biker, and swimmer himself, he benefits firsthand from the company's passion for keeping athletes moving. Craig has run five marathons, one half Ironman, and many half marathons, as well as some shorter races. Craig, thanks so much for bringing your expertise to the show. I really appreciate you having me. Also joining us for this conversation is Coach Jeff Rains. Jeff is a USAT Level 2 and Ironman U certified coach who has a Master's of Science in Exercise Physiology and was a D1 collegiate runner. He has over 50 Ironman event finishes to his credit and has coached hundreds of athletes to the Ironman finish line. Jeff Rains, welcome back to the show. Glad to be back. I've definitely had some chafing in my try journey, that's for sure. Um, and, and and I'm sure, Craig, uh, you guys get all sorts of interesting picture content. I uh, can't <laughs> wait to hear more about that. But but I, I will say this to all the listeners, you know, after chatting a little bit with Craig, um, you know, he, he, he really is passionate about uh, his, his products. Uh, he loves and stands behind them. Um, and, and you can tell he has true passion for what he's doing. And truly wants to give back uh, to to not just the multi-sport community, but but just the athletic community and, and beyond. Um, so glad to be on this, and, and, and good to know you, Craig. I'm Andrew, the average triathlete, voice of the people, and captain of the middle of the pack. As always, we'll approach the show like any other workout. We'll row through our warm-up question, settle in for our main set conversation, and then wind things down with our cool-down. Time to warm up. Let's get moving. Shared experiences are powerful, and a very cool aspect of sharing the race course with hundreds of thousands of other athletes is that race day becomes a shared experience. You and the other athletes competing are the only people on the planet who experienced that race on that course on that day. Another event that creates a similar sense of the shared experience is going to a live music concert. Only you and the other attendees heard that set performed at that venue in that way at that time. Jeff, Craig, to get us started with our warm-up question today, what is the best live concert you have ever been to? And Craig, it's your first time on the show, so we'll start this with you first. You know, I got really lucky one time, and I got to see Frank Sinatra live in a nice. no way. Yeah, a real, real quaint <laughs> uh, environment. Uh, you know, just got lucky. Uh, I went and stood in will call and, uh, 
uh, I got in and got a really good seat. And, you know, I was, you know, you know, several feet from Frank Sinatra and just got to watch him uh, do his whole set uh, live. And uh, it was really at the very tail end of his career. So I, I felt really okay. fortunate to be able to be a part of that. I mean, I mean, that that is not just a superstar that that is a legend in the music industry obviously and and to to be able to say that you saw him live where where was this craig it was in vegas um yeah okay. it was you know he was performing a lot there at the end of his career and uh my wife and i were there and she said hey let's just go down and we'll call and and just see if we can get in and you know by the grace of god we got in and <laughs> yeah, I handed the maitre d you know a, a little green thing with the numbers two and zero on it and and sure sure, sure. just right down got some really close seats and uh you know it was one of those venues that feel like you know it's just you and frank there uh and so my wife and i got to experience that together in a again a really quaint environment uh it was it was really really special no that that sounds like it and, and not an answer i was expecting it's certainly better than my answer uh Je- jeff rains what about you is is frank sinatra better than your answer here uh i think so but uh i'll, I'll let some of you guys be the judge here <laughs> no i don't think i can top that but you know i haven't been to a concert in a very long time i it's probably having three young kiddos you know covid and, and things like that and it's rare that i even get to see a movie uh in the theater but um <laughs> you know i went to a few in high school college i i, I used to like uh, gavin negraw in high school um but in college uh i guess my, my my main answer is um in college i saw david crowder um he came and played in the palo duro canyon uh you know up in the panhandle of texas and the stage out there is carved into the canyon uh kind of out in this cool desert venue it's pretty cool you know it started at sunset and it went into the night and it was outdoors and all these cool things yeah still still noteworthy for sure i when i worked in television um i I met david crowder a a handful of times and just just a great guy real real down the earth real chill i really struggle with this one on on who to go with because i've seen i've gone to some that i've really liked but the, the one that i just kept coming back to in my mind I am not the biggest country music fan. Uh, that, that's definitely not my favorite genre. I, there's a few artists I enjoy, but my wife and I, when we were dating, um, we went and saw Brad Paisley at FC Dallas Soccer Stadium, uh, and it was it was just a classic Texas summer night. You know, be- beautiful night. I mean, nice, nice, warm Texas. Uh, you know, summer air, outdoor concert. We were down on the soccer field listening to Brad Paisley play, and and j- there was just something about him as as, a, as an entertainer, like he. You know, he, he had some good songs that, that I really liked for sure, but what I didn't realize is how good of a guitar player he is uh, because he, he's playing lead guitar on all of his own songs. And then in between his songs, it, it was almost like, like you know, John Mayer jazzy type stuff. Like he was just kind of riffing on the guitar while he was talking to, to the audience. And, and you just kind of felt like, I mean, almost like you talked about with Frank Sinatra, like you felt like you were there in the room with him. Like, like you felt like you were just out at this outdoor venue hearing Brad Paisley shoot the breeze with you as he's just kind of laying down some sick you know, slick jazz, jazz grooves on his guitar. Um, and, and so that, that night was just while we were dating was a really cool night, um, with Brad Paisley. It, it's kind of raised my, my enjoyment of his music even more since seeing him in person. So, uh, that's the answer for me. I definitely think the most iconic person mentioned here is no doubt Frank Sinatra. Uh, so, so if there was a winner here, it's, it's Craig D. Giovanni. <laughs> well, thank you. Canyon though, with David Crowder is pretty good. I don't, I mean, I, th- I think uh, Jeff wins the venue award for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
We'll, we'll, we'll give we'll give Craig beginner's luck on this one. Well, guys, we're going to throw this question out to you, our audience, as we always do. Make sure that you are a part of the I Am Trot Out Facebook group every single Monday when the new show comes out. We post this question to you, our audience, and I'm very curious to hear what you have to say. We've had some music-related uh, warm-up questions before. I know you guys are very, very passionate about your music listening, especially with as much working out as we do, and that's a great way to entertain yourself. Uh, so from all the concerts that you have ever been to, those shared experiences you have had, uh, what was the number one tip-top concert you've ever been to? On to the main set. Going in three, two, one. Thrilled to have Craig from Metadyne on the show today. The product line from Metadyne uh, that you just have to check out first, especially with our topic today, is Two Toms. Two Toms is always working on revolutionary new products designed to prevent chafing, blisters, odors, and sweat. Their passion is to keep you moving. As triathletes, we can certainly have our training and racing thrown off by not taking care of our skin. So when the folks at Two Toms, Craig himself told us, that they had just the best chafing and blister protection products on the market, we had to give them a try. In fact, we took a huge goodie bag of Two Toms anti-chafing towelettes with us to our last Tridot Ambassador Camp, and we asked for just the honest and candid feedback from our athletes there. The reviews from those 70-plus Tridot athletes were just immensely positive. Many folks placed orders right there that day and made the switch to Two Toms. Ever since, I've been using Sports Shield in my own training and having great results with happy skin in all the right places. Two Toms has Sports Shield, Blister Shield, Butt Shield, Foot Shield, and Stink Free Odor Removing Spray and Detergent. So, whoever you are and whatever skin protection that you need, Two Toms has you covered. Two Toms is in the Metadyne family of brands. So, go to metadyne.com to pick up your Two Toms today. And when you do, Use promo code TRIDOT for 20% off your order. So, so Craig, as we kind of get into the topic today, tell us how Metadyne got started and what makes you so passionate about our health as triathletes. About 25 years ago, we acquired a, a, a brand of foot care products, two of these foot care products that a podiatrist had developed. And uh, they're, they're uh, you know, sold in 70 countries around the world even today. Uh, and they're unique products uh, that that really we felt performed better than anything else out in the market uh, for taking away pain and, and supporting the foot in unique ways. Uh, and that kind of led us on a, a journey for the last 24 years of continuing to find products that help keep people moving. That's kind of our, our company moniker, uh, keep people moving and really doing what they love to do. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we, you know, focus on finding the, these products that solve a lot of the common ailments that people experience in their life uh, and prevent them from doing what they love to do. And so uh, we're really passionate about uh, developing and, and finding products to add to our, our product portfolio that enable people uh, to really keep doing what they love to do. Uh, and that's really how we found Two Toms uh, and how we've continued to add to that product line because uh, they two times products really address, you know, some uh, major issues that people deal with in all walks of life. Uh, things like chafing and blisters and, and sweat and odor uh, happen in all walks of life, especially athletes. Right. Yeah. Um, absolutely. So uh, two times has been a, a, a it's a it was a product line that I was passionate about from the very beginning and, and still am passionate about. But 
uh, we just get so many stories uh, every week from people uh, who uh, have experienced the products and it's really uh, made a difference in their life. And, and that's what we really live for. Uh, we, we live to hear those type uh, of stories and experiences from people. You guys talk about, you know, helping keep people moving and, and, and you're passionate about that. Well, one of our core values in TriDot is we are passionate about helping people improve and succeed. That's on and off the field. Yeah. And, and I think all of this lines up very, very well together. I, I, I love, you know, that kind of philosophy you guys stand by. I just remember our very first call with with Craig and Mariana, uh, your your you know mark marketing director. You know we were talking about the product line. We were talking about the different things um, you guys offer and, and just exploring if this was a good fit uh, for a partnership. And and Matt Bach, who was on the call with me, when he opened up your website and saw that you carry Toolies, I mean he had been a longtime user of of Toolies and, and was very 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 excited to to see. Uh, that product line there, uh, Dr. BJ Leeper, who our audience is very familiar with. He comes on the show. He's our in-house expert on physical therapy. Um, he, he's a, a huge believer in, in the Adaday, uh, you know, re- recovery products, foam rolling products, you know, a lot of different things uh, there. And so he was very excited to see this partnership happen because he he believes in, in uh, that entire product line. And, and so it's been very cool to know that, you know, Craig, we're going to have you able to come on the show as our subject area expert on how all these products work and how they're designed and how we're supposed to use them. So I, I want to hear from both of you in your own athletic endeavors over the years. Have you ever had some form of skin irritation affect your performance? Craig, let's hear it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't, I think uh, if you haven't and you're a serious athlete uh, or even a semi-serious athlete, you, you Feel, you should feel pretty blessed. Um, yeah, sure. Because it's one of those things you don't really think about until it happens. But when oh, it happens, I mean, it lights a fire and, and you don't forget it, right? And, and it shuts you down. I mean, just, just the smallest of, of a hot spot in the wrong spot can shut you down. Yeah, it's like it's like the uh, the thorn in a, a lion's paw, you know. It totally disables them. And it's the same thing with yeah. us in our skin. You know, it just it's all you can think about. No, absolutely. And, and I, I know for me, like, like most cyclists, you know, there's, there's the, the saddle sores and trying to keep those at bay. I, I don't get a ton of blisters, thankfully. The, the one that gets me, and, and it's, it's so weird, like the, the, the kind of chafed nipples uh, just from running. I mean, just, just to go, go ahead and break the ice and be the first person to say nipples on this episode. <laughs> um, you know, there's, there's like there's certain days you expect, okay, I've got a long run today. I've got I to gotta get in an hour and 20-minute run. It's chilly outside. It's windy. I, I might have some issues. You, you expect to have some issues in that part of your body on that kind of a day. But there is probably twice, two or three times a year where I go for a run on a day where weather-wise, I am not expecting to have nipple issues. And halfway through the run, I'm like, why, why are my why are my nipples starting to feel a little sensitive? It, it, this is really weird. I wasn't expecting that today. Uh, and, and so that, that one always like catches me off guard. And, and all of a sudden you've got kind of sore nipples for two or three days on a day you didn't expect. Uh, probably happens to me two, two or three times a year. Um, Je- Jeff, what about you? What, what, what is, what is kind of your stories of, uh, a, a, a time that maybe you had some sort of skin irritation flare up that you, uh, I've, gosh, I've seen it all. You know, I've, I've made the mistake of no sunscreen before a race, been destroyed by sunburns, unfortunately. Uh, also the, you know, we all have made, maybe made that rookie mistake of, of, of not closing, uh, the Velcro properly on the wetsuit and having those horrible, you know, neck hickeys, right? The wetsuit hickeys, right? Yeah. Um, Jeff, I like that you mentioned the, um, kind of wetsuit hickeys because 
I, the, the very first open water race I did, you know, I, I had bought an entry level wetsuit. I, I went out and did it and, and I had that, that wetsuit hickey, my very first time swinging a wetsuit. And I just thought that was part of being a triathlete. I just thought that was just something that happens whenever you have to do a race in a wetsuit. I didn't know you could prevent that. Uh, and, and I've since learned, obviously you, you, you know, you, you do the clasp right on the Velcro, but then you also use your two Tom's towelette and just kind of rub it on the back of your neck. And even if you don't nail the, the way the Velcro is supposed to be snapped, that is just enough to keep that friction at bay and, and keep that, that spot healthy. So Jeff, for you, it just as, as a coach, you know, as you coach your athletes day in and day out, you know, I know there are a lot of conversations that you have where you teach them <laughs> how to do their wetsuit correctly and how to apply, um, you know, there the are two toms of those correct spots of the body. You know, do, does anti-chafing, blister protection, you know, all this skin stuff kind of come up along the way between you and your athletes? Absolutely. You know, I've, I've seen it all and I've, I've experienced it all. Um, definitely have my my remedies, uh, my, my prevention, uh, so to speak. And really, you know, saddle sores is, is kind of a big one. And, and you kind of alluded to, Craig, you know, one, one little thing... Um, one little bitty irritant or, or one even little bitty blister maybe between the toes or something like that lion can take you out of the whole race. And, and when you're late into a long course triathlon or, or any in, endeavor, um, your mind starts playing games with you and these little negative birdies, right, can, can come into your mind. And you might be having a decent day, but that one little blister really just, just can, can ruin the day. Um, so saddle sores are, are, are a big one. Um, and we, you know, we don't want to have, you know, play that mind game right on the middle of, of the race and, and ruin that success. But you know, it's really cr- crazy and that I've seen a lot and, and we, you probably, we've all seen it on social media, but man, when, gosh, when people post pictures, right. Of, of maybe like the, the foot blisters or maybe that entire heel is like ripping off and, and, you know, an athlete will send you a picture or they post it on social media, man, that just kind of gives shivers down my spine ouch, you know, and gross at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And, the, and those are the extreme example. And, and Craig will talk to us a little bit about how to prevent blisters and, and prevent those. Um, the, the more minor example, Jeff, is that you're talking about like, like saddle sores. I mean, if you get a saddle sore, uh, in, in just the right spot early on in an Ironman training cycle, you're miserable the rest of the training cycle because you have to keep training. So you have to keep applying pressure to that spot. And so the best thing is to try to prevent them in the first place. And, and so Craig, we have a lot of skin, right? Our whole body, our epidermis, it's, it's out there. Um, and, and there's a lot of different ways our body has to move in our training as we train in race. So biologically, Craig, what actually causes kind of that skin irritation in the first place that leads to these kind of skin problems? You know, the three key ingredients are uh, friction, of course, heat and moisture. Uh, when, when you mix those three ingredients together, you, you're bound to, to have chafing and or blisters. Okay. Uh, and so uh, if you can take one, two, or even all three of those elements away, you, you prevent those things from happening in the first place. Uh, and, you know, prevention is one of those things, you know, people, people don't like to invest in prevention until it's too late. <laughs> but, you know, that one experience, you know, I mean, you get on that one experience where it ruins a uh, a long, you know, training day or even a race, uh, you don't forget it. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, uh, unfortunately, sometimes we learn a little bit the, the hard way, but, uh, you know, we, we're, we're passionate about products uh, that uh, work to prevent those things from happening. And we even have some products that help you heal once they do happen, but uh, primarily it's the prevention game. 
knowing there's three things they're trying to eliminate, there's no reason when it's so simple as just taking a a a two toms towelette, you know, you know, uh, you know, using Sports Shield, using the roll on, you know, whatever form of it you you enjoy using. There's no reason to not take that step of eliminating the friction in the spots where you know uh, you you get them. It's so easy to just you're up, you know, you're you're in your pain cave, you're ready to get on the bike. You're, you 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 mount up on the bike and then it hits you. Oh man, I didn't put anything on, but but it's a hassle to get off the bike, unclip, go go find your your your, your roll roll on sport shield. And I always regret it when I don't take the time to get off the bike and go put it on. You know what I mean? So, uh, and for me, that's normally what it is. Uh, most of the time, when I get some sort of a skin irritation, it is on the sit bones, uh, and primarily from indoor rides. Uh, and we actually just did a podcast episode with a bike fitter. Uh, and he was explaining to us when you ride indoors, you know, your, your body is moving with, with the movement of your legs, but that bike is not moving. And so it's so much easier to get a saddle sore riding on, on an indoor trainer than it is to go outside. And so that, that's the problem for me. I have to make myself no matter what, go grab my two toms and apply it before an indoor ride. Um, but, but, but Craig, just for the rest of kind of the endurance sports population, you know, what, what are the other common problem spots for people to have skin issues? You know, you guys mentioned the, the swim ickies, uh, the, the nipples, uh, the chest, a lot of times around the waist uh, when people, especially when they're wearing, uh, you know, different belts and stuff on their runs to carry their nutrition or, or whatever. Oh, yeah, good point. Uh, yeah. In between the thighs is a big one, uh, you know, in, in the, uh, the sensitive areas, we'll call them, uh, in between the legs, uh, definitely. And then, of course, different hot spots on the, 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 the foot, the, the heel, and uh, sometimes bunions uh, or even the balls of the feet. Uh, you know, it's you really uh, you, you think about it, it's, it's wherever you're creating that friction uh, or have the potential to create that friction. Uh, and, you know, sometimes you can be wearing the same clothes you normally wear, but the, the environment's just different. And yeah, also you got more true. moisture and the temperature changes. Uh, it changes the dynamics. And so you always got to be prepared. And, you know, you mentioned something that uh, I think is really important. It's really not just the formula uh, of our products that I think is special. It's the delivery of our products. And one of the things that we pride ourselves on, we are the only uh, blister and chafing and odor prevention products that uh, come in individual uh, packages that you can oh, they're awesome. Yeah, anywhere you go. So I always have, you know, butt shield on my bike. I mean, they're, they don't weigh anything. They don't take up any space. Yeah. When I go on long runs, I'm always carrying a, a sports shield with me. I always have a blister shield packet with me. They're great to travel with. Uh, and so uh, we're a product that not only we feel works better, lasts longer, but is, is always available. And I think that's really important. It's kind of like a little insurance package. And I like that you say you bring it up specifically about the towelettes because I I mean you, you do have kind of a roll-on version you have a couple different versions to suit folks' preferences, uh, but the towelettes are amazing because one you open one up and you can wipe it on every part of your body where you want to apply it. Uh, it's not you know you, you don't just apply it in one spot and then move on. Um, it's got a significant amount of of the, the lubrication on there, um, but but two that they are so easy to travel with. At the time we're recording this podcast. Uh, my wife and I just vacationed in Banff National Park in Canada. We did a lot of hiking while we were up there. Um, I haven't hiked in years. So before that trip, uh, we, I bought both of us a, a new pair of Solomon hiking shoes. And new hiking shoes usually take a little time to break in. So guess what was the savior of my ankles and my heels that entire trip? My 
two Tom's towelettes because uh, I, I could toss them in my in our backpacking uh, backpack. They they weighed next to nothing, and you know once or twice a hike, we, we could apply it at the beginning, apply it if I felt some hot spots coming on, and we came home from that trip with totally happy feet, even though we were using brand new hiking shoes uh, that entire trip. So so hats off to to you and the team, Craig, because they they are fantastic. The way I view it, because I, I did have one uh, 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 tried athlete. Uh, asked me about the kind of the price point. Um, you know, the the price point of those is a little bit higher per product, but the way I view it is, I, I am a user of daily contacts as opposed to like the contacts that you wear in your eyes for two weeks and then throw them away and start with a new pair, because I like the convenience of being able to travel with the individual ones, throw the packaging away, and have a fresh pair of contacts every single day, and I'm willing to pay a little more for that convenience. And with the two Tom's towelettes, it's the same thing. You are paying for the convenience of tossing a few in your bag, having them exactly when you need them, and being able to apply that towelette to all the right places uh, when you need it. So that that's my that's my positive rant about the towelette. They are my favorite two Tom's product, the the, the Sport Shield uh, uh, towelettes. Uh, Jeff Rains, kicking over to you. I, I'm curious to hear. You know, Craig mentioned a lot of the common problem spots that that he's seen in the industry. Um, coaching your athletes, I mean, triathletes specifically, what what are the problems when they are like, Coach Jeff, I got to cut a workout short, short because my such and such is irritated. What are those problem spots that you see in your athletes? Um, I, another one really is is, is blisters. Um, and, and I just wanted to throw out, and I say this to my athletes, you know, cotton socks are a no-no for, for, for running. Um, cotton uh, absorbs more heat, more friction. It stretches out and stays stretched out, right? And then that heat and friction causes blisters. So uh, more of a synthetic blend, something with lycra, something that's going to stay wrapped around your foot, but also wick out that sweat. Um, now, you don't want to just like... For example, you know, douse your foot in two toms or like like Vaseline because you don't want to slide around in your shoe, right? But getting a two toms towelette and maybe just rubbing it in between your toes or uh, you know on the ends of your toes, even real quick, you know, off the bike or out of the water before you get on the bike or even in T two when you start that run. Craig, have you found uh, just working with different clients uh, with two toms? Do you find that skin? irritation susceptibility is pretty consistent kind of across all peoples or, or are some folks more prone to chafing and blisters than other folks? You know, it seems, I don't have a scientific answer to this, but I can tell you, it just seems like some people are, are more prone than others. Uh, I think generally people that uh, sweat uh, more, you know, probably uh, people that are in hotter environments, uh, I, I think, you know, tend to chafe more. Um, so, you know, it, it kind of depends on the person. Um, but, you know, we, we've had people of all walks of life uh, experience our products in a positive way. I, I'll give you one. This is one of my favorite stories. I was talking to an a, a, a owner of a running store up in Michigan, and he was talking about this lady came in one day and she was asking about anti-chafing products for her brother. And he's like, hey, I, this is the product that I recommend. And, and uh you know, this is what I, I think you should you should get him to try. And uh, she said, well, he's trying to, you know, get up to walking more and he's, you know, overweight. And so, you know, she took it and she she came back and bought six more bottles and told him the story that her brother, who was severely overweight, who is trying to get healthy, trying to walk, uh, trying to lose the weight, uh, his biggest inhibitor was the chafing that was caused by, wow. you know, him being overweight. Yeah, sure. Uh, and this product, the, the Sport Shield, 
was the, the one thing that worked for him and allowed him to get on the path to a healthier lifestyle. And so she was coming in to buy six more bottles. And eventually, I think he met this guy and, and you know, just talked about what a difference that made in his 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 walk. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no know? kidding. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, that's that's not a, a uh, world class super triathlete. That's not a endurance runner, ultra marathon or anything like that. That's just someone, you know, a, a common everyday person. Uh, and, you know, it just depends. And so, you know, going back to your, your question, it. It really does depend on the individual and the environment, but it, we, we see it in, in people of all walks of life. You just never know. And you may not be susceptible now, but, I mean, you know, the, the wrong circumstance, uh, the wrong new piece of clothing, the wrong new piece, of, you know, pair of shoes, the, uh, the environment uh, happens. I, I got an email just this week from a lady who was out hiking, and she got done with her hike, and she didn't realize how, how wet her, her shoes and ultimately she took her shoes off, yeah. her socks had gotten, but she had had blister shield on. She said it was, it was remarkable that my shoes were wet, my socks were wet, my feet were dry because of blister shield. No, it's incredible. Uh, and so, you know, again, you just never know when you're going to need this stuff. It's, it's amazing when a product does what it's supposed to do and, and we get so excited about it, right? <laughs> yeah. it, it, does, it, it does take some forethought, and, you know, uh, uh, but, uh, and again, you know, you can always be prepared with the packets, but it, uh, if, if we, you know, an ounce of prevention is, is worth a, a lot for us. Yeah. So when I go back to, to kind of my personal classic example of, of the case of saddle sores on my sit bones, which could be the title of a triathlon themed country song, by the way, <laughs> um, it, it seems like it's, it's mostly just kind of friction between my body and the saddle that then goes on to, to cause the sore. And, and Craig, you've mentioned, you know, conditions, uh, Jeff, you were talking about, uh, you know, salt and salt water potentially playing a factor. Is it really just a friction game or is there more things that we can try to prevent to kind of keep our skin happy? Well, sweat, uh, you keep your skin hydrated. Hydration obviously is important. You want to, you want to stay hydrated and keep your skin healthy. Uh, but sweat is, is a key ingredient, you know, and the nice thing about our blister shield, sports shield, butt shield, those products are sweat proof. They're waterproof. No, it's awesome. Um, and so they, they will stand the, the, uh, the test of time. Uh, you talk about saddle sores. This is one of my favorite stories I tell often. Uh, I did a, a hotter, it's called the hotter than hell uh, ride. Um, yep. I'm sure you guys have heard about it. Every Texas cyclist has, is, is at least aware of hotter than hell. They haven't done it themselves. Yes, it's a, a hundred mile ride. In August in Texas. In August in Texas. Yeah, it, it is literally hotter than hell. I literally yep. signed up for this year's this week. Like the irony. <laughs> did you really? Yeah. yeah, I've done it twice. Um and the first time I did it, I wore my our, our butt shield and I applied it right before the race. I, I rode the, the, the race, uh, did it in five hours, which I actually is pretty proud of. Yeah, uh, I learned the value absolutely. of pelotons in, in that race uh, yep. really well. Um, and then I got in the car and drove two hours home and I got in the shower and I still had to wash off my butt shield. Yeah. That tells you the, the, the power of that product. Uh, and again, you can hear me talk about it. I, I Challenge people to experience it. Put it to the test. Yeah. Because uh, we've got story after story of people, uh, you know, biking, running 100, 150 miles, and the product is still on when you get done. So, Jeff, you know, we, we can joke on a podcast about a marathoner getting chafed nipples uh, or, or a cyclist kind of waddling after a ride because of saddle sores. And, and sure, you know, sometimes 
those minor skin problems can can sometimes be just a little bit funny depending on where, where they're at and how bad it is. Um, th- there is an episode of The Office uh, that is a testament to that. Yes. Uh, if you've seen it, you know you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but, but the truth, Jeff, is, is that we can have a whole training cycle or, or even worse, a whole race day ruined by a bad blister or a saddle sore in the wrong spot at the wrong time. You know, these are things that that can even require medical attention uh, sometimes. And and I I think we've had a couple posts to the I Am Trotted Facebook group recently with some folks who had some really bad um, heel blisters mid-race. Jeff, what should we do in our training if we didn't apply our Teutons beforehand and we feel a skin issue coming on strong? Yeah, I mean, definitely, uh, you know, keep sunscreen, keep keep your Teutons towelette, you know, in your your bento box. It's a tiny little bitty sheath i guess kind of like um you know a hand sanitizing towelette you'll you'll get on an airplane or something they're super tiny they can fit in any race belt um i think you know we as triathletes especially long course we we might put iron man race day the personal needs right the halfway on the bike and, and halfway on the run we can have those personal needs products in there some people put you know a tiny thing of vaseline or whatever in those but i would take it a step further than that Let's keep those towelettes in your bento box, right? Put them in your back pocket. You know, there, there's so many pockets on our kits and stuff that we don't even use. Uh, just slipping two or three of those in your back pocket uh, isn't going to affect your race. It's not going to affect your swim. Uh, they're so small, uh, but yet effective. So um, I would actually, this might be this might be our answer right here. Why don't we permanently <laughs> just keep a few of those in our flat tire kit? Right, they they don't take up any more room in that bag, bottle, or however you're storing that. They're always on your bike, sure. And then, like you said, if you're out in the elements and you forget it, it's there, right? It doesn't take up more space. So we talk about kind of like you can, right, being that insurance policy, right? That slow burn kind of always being being there on the back end. Well, let's have an insurance policy of always keeping those two tom towelettes, you know, uh, in our bento box on our bike. Um, in our tri bags, stuff like that. But if you're in the elements and you don't have that, right? I mean, obviously you, you want to try to pull over, maybe dry off a little bit. Um, you know, some people are saltier sweaters. Um, if there's a store, a Walgreens or something, maybe you stop and go in and buy something that you can apply because we don't want it to ruin the day. Like if you're getting a, uh, you know, a saddle sore or something like that. Maybe you just want to shift around, get off the bike, do some leg swings, shift around your kit. Maybe it's riding up a few inches and it's kind of bunching up. So uh, it might be good to, to get off the bike and, and take a break anyways, right? Um, so if you're feeling something, come on, don't just push through it. Um, definitely try to find a way to to alleviate, you know, a more potential issue. And I love kind of what we were talking about earlier you know, it's it's not just a symptom that we're trying to cure. It's a prevention, right? We want to prevent it from happening in the first yeah. place. Um, but, but you know, it's it's as simple as having a spare, you know, a dry pair of socks, right? Uh, you know, more lube ready for the runoff, um, you know, in mid-race. And you know, why don't we just throw some of these towelettes, you know, on our bike stand next to our bike indoors, put them in our bento box. Um, so, 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 you know, go to Metadyne uh, website now and, and, and get you 20, 30, uh, 40 of those towelettes and, 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 strategically put them in your glove box of your car and all these places do it one day and you're set for the whole season. We don't have to worry about it. It's that insurance policy. I, I do want to say that, that cause Jeff and I keep going on, on and on uh, about the towelettes. Uh, Craig did not ask us to promote and plug the towelettes a bunch in this episode. Craig came on uh, just to educate us on, on skincare. 
Jeff and I are just that passionate about using the towelettes because they really are good. Uh, I, I found, Jeff, what, what I often do on those indoor rides, if those indoor rides are over 90 minutes, over two hours, I mean, I, I will get off every 90, every 90 minutes, every two hours when you start getting into, into those longer rides where you're prepping for a half Ironman or an Ironman. Uh, I'll get off at the 90-minute mark, and I will put on a, a dry pair of uh, tri shorts. I will I will reapply some two toms, uh, and then I'll get back on the bike and keep going because I, I I've learned uh, I, I will regret it if I don't keep my skin happy throughout that long session. It's worth interrupting your flow for for just two minutes to get off the bike and, and reapply. I, I I do feel like uh, you know I'm leaning towards the towelette, and that's been a game changer for me. I mean, there's so many great products. You know, I've had the deodorant sticks, and they dry out and you know, who wants to, you know, carry that on the bike or the canister that you're spraying. They're, they're big bottles, even a bottle of Vaseline. Um, you know, these towelettes are just so convenient um, that that for me, that that was the game changer. You know, you mentioned drying out. Uh, our, our, our product does not dry out. It doesn't melt in the sun. Uh, it, it just stays the same under all those conditions. Um, and it goes on nice and smooth and and provides a nice even layer, doesn't clump up, uh, it doesn't burn off with the friction and sweat. Uh, it just works. Uh, you know, and that's, that's the number one thing that we uh, mandate for every product that we sell. We have to know it works. Yeah. Um, you know, we put it through a lot of testing. Uh, we have medical professionals that, that design products for us and, and test it and then uh, athletes and so forth. But the, the number one thing is we, we have to know our products work. Um, the other two, there's three ingredients. That's number one. Number two, it has to be easy to use. If, if it's hard for people to use, you know, if it's inconvenient and everything else, they won't use it. Hence the towelettes you guys are talking about, right? <laughs> and even the roll-on. The roll-on uh, application, it just it makes it easier, especially if you got any hair in your body. It's not a problem with the roll-on. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's gotta be, you got to know it works. It's got to be easy to use, and it's got to be affordable. If it's not affordable, people can't. They can't afford it. They can't use it. So we work really hard at um, making sure, not really hard. I mean, we mandate that every product we sell incorporates those three ingredients. I use the roll-on pretty regularly as well. Um, I actually, years ago, tried a roll-on from a different brand. And it, it as a guy with leg hair, it, it pulled my leg hair pretty bad. And yours yours does not do that in the slightest. Craig, something that I'm, I'm just curious about, because there, there's a lot of brands out there. There's a lot of different products out there. Jeff, you mentioned you've used a deodorant stick before. We've talked about the towelettes, roll-ons. Um, a, a lot of people just like the old school classic, you know, chamois cream where you, you scoop your fingers in and you you manually apply it to, to your downstairs. I could never really get behind that mentally myself, uh, but some people like that, those Euro style creams. Um, so I'm just curious, Craig, just from a product development standpoint, you know, when you go into developing a, a, a product, you know, what considerations had to go into the final product and you know what does it take for a a skincare product to, to take care of us well it's it's uh you know again it's it's the right formula and it's the right application i think that's that's really important um you know it's just uh it's you know it's funny because uh, a lot of people ask what does two times mean the number two times right Ooh, great question so um <laughs> two times actually two guys named tom Love it. Uh, yeah, one of them was an actual MIT scientist. That's what he was. Okay. And he and the other Tom, who was a businessman, were avid hiking uh, partners. They they hiked together up in New Hampshire all the time. And they 
constantly we're experiencing blisters. Uh, simply, you know, it, it, like you were talking about, you buy new shoes, you gen- generally get blisters or the conditions worsen, whatever. And so they tried a variety of different things. They can never find anything that works. So the scientists went about developing a product that really worked. And he experimented with a lot of different materials until he came up with the the formula that, that we currently have today uh, to keep blisters from, from happening because it takes away the friction. It repels moisture. Uh, and if you get rid of the moisture and the friction, you know, and you get rid of the heat, then you don't get blisters. And you know, yeah. there's, there's a, a video on our website, uh, but I encourage people to try this for themselves. It really helps demonstrate the effect, effectiveness of the product. If you take the blister shield and you rub a little bit in the palm of your hand and just kind of spread it around. And then take some water and just pour a little bit on your hand and watch it just wiggle around your hand and you dump it off. And it didn't change the the material at all. It's still still performing because it wicks away moisture, repels moisture. And then it's got a little bit of a slickness to it. So it gets rid of any friction Uh, and it stays there. As long as, I mean, I, I've worn it for marathons and you get done and you, I got to wash off my feet. It just, it just stays there until you wash it off. Uh, but, you know, going back to, you know, that's two times uh, they, scientists developed it. The other time, the businessman, he marketed it and, you know, they started adding products to the, the product line as they recognize other needs like chafing, like, you know, sweat, like odor uh, and developed the whole, you know, line of products. Uh, and when you got a scientist that really dives into the, the, the chemistry of, of things and uh, you really get the best formula and then you figure out the right way to deliver it the best way, you get the best combination and, and ultimately at we feel the best product. I don't want to give away your secret sauce and, and we can edit this later if we need to, but uh, I mean, what what is it about your formula that's different from, from everyone else? Is it a blend of things? Is it a petroleum-based, hydrophobic? Is it silicone-based? Like what what I mean, I, you don't have to tell your secret formula, but but what kind of <laughs> what kind of you know substance is it that that is that just main thing that sets you guys apart, or or that keeps it applied for longer without wearing off? Well, you know, it's it's uh, it, it's kind of like what I think you've seen out in the marketplace now with food, right? Um, what people have realized is that good, fresh, you know, quality ingredients make for good quality food. Absolutely. And it's, it's no different than our products. There's, there's other products that have similar ingredients and, and so forth. Um, you know, baby powders like our blister shield. It's like it, but it's, it's not the same thing, right? It's, it really comes down to the, the type and the quality of the ingredients that we put in there. We don't, uh, and, and you know, during the, the pandemic, it created some challenges for us because uh, getting supply of stuff uh, and sorry to say, we, you know, one, one, a batch of products. Uh, we, we got a substitute material because we couldn't get the, the normal material that we had specced out. And we thought it was good, but it, it wasn't. And we ended up having to throw mm. the whole batch away. It cost us a lot of money, but I mean, that's, that's an important part of this is not only finding the right materials, but the right quality of materials and, and then not compromising. Uh, I think that's a big part of that. And again, you know, it's the, it's the delivery of things. How, you know, it's, you know, you go to Starbucks and you get a cup and you get a special lid that delivers that coffee in a unique way, right? That's that's not an accident. Uh, and so the way they've done that, I think, is is important. And then it works. And, and that's why, you know, it's one of the experiences, I think, about 
uh, that. And um, there's many other examples like that, but it's just what came to mind. But, uh, you know, it's, it's the quality of the product, quality delivery, not compromising, uh, that make it a special product. So another one of our amazing Treadout partners is Precision Fuel and Hydration. Um, you know, they specialize in hydration and carbohydrate products. Um, and, and as I was talking to Andy Blow, who is their, their founder, he's been on the podcast a, a couple times now. Um, he, he was telling me a story about how the competitive sheep shearing community all started using their electrolyte products. And, and basically, th- th- there are a few sheep shears. <laughs> incredible story. Who, who keep trying to one-up each other to see who can shear the most sheep in, in something like a, an 8- or 10-hour period or, or something like that. Uh, and, and these sheep shearers found out that precision fuel and hydration products are the best way for them to stay hydrated and fueled through that effort. And so now that company has like this cult-like following from the sheep shear, the, the com- specifically the competitive sheep shearing community. So, so Craig, have you found along the way any, shall we say, unexpected populations that are using two Thomas products? Because uh, I know it's more than just athletes. We got kind of, I don't get surprised in life much anymore. <laughs> but I, we, got, we got surprised uh, about a year and a half ago uh, when we started getting all these inquiries. And, and I'm talking inquiries domestically and then overseas from pole, pole fitness people. And I'm like, what is pole fitness? And it it is a thing. There are students yeah, all is. over the world. Uh, it's it's trendy. Yeah, it is. It's 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 a trending thing, and and it's actually it's a really uh, popular thing, especially overseas. Uh, and now that's one of our, our best markets. It's kind of a, this un uh, for one of our grip shield product uh, because they're you know gripping on this pole. And you don't want it too tacky and you don't want it too slick. Yeah, you want it just right. And we worked really hard at getting that formula right with our grip shield. And again, the ingredients in there are really important. We, we've used the wrong this or that, and it, it totally messes up a batch. And we just, we'll throw it away because we don't want to compromise it. But, yeah. You know, how in the ingredients, how it's made, and then, you know, how it's dispensed is really important for that product. But it just works. It, it uh, I mean, if you can imagine, you, you couldn't ask for a more uh, challenging surface, you know, that you're gripping on a, a steel pole and putting as much pressure as you possibly can, all your body weight on. Uh, if our product can work there, it'll work anywhere. Uh, and it does. Um, but uh, that's that's the answer to your question. That, that was one of those things I, I <laughs> you know, I'm like, I was like, OK, what? I mean, when I think pole fitness, I don't necessarily get the, the G rated, you know, images coming to mind. But it is. It's a G rated thing. And it's. A great yeah, thing. absolutely. And uh, it, it's it's actually a really uh, challenging, healthy and, and a lot of times almost a very artistic uh, activity. Yeah. I, I really I enjoy watching it because these people are they are serious athletes. Absolutely. Oh, just, just the core strength and just the, the, the muscle stability that they have is, is unreal. And, and I do, it's making me wonder, Craig, because here you are invited to come on a triathlon podcast to talk about skincare for, for triathletes because of your expertise in in your products. Have you been invited to a pole fitness podcast yet to talk about grip shield? I I have not. We we did go to a pole (laughs) fitness show. We, we, and I didn't personally go, but uh, I mean, it's, it, it is, it's a, it's a worldwide industry. So I got a question for you, you know, gripping poles, gripping, you know, gaming remotes. 
Um, you know, I will on a long outdoor ride wear biking gloves to grip my drop downs or even my arrow bars better. Um, is it worth us testing out grip shield, like maybe halfway through a ride or personal needs of the bike, or maybe T1 in a try? Should we apply maybe a little bit on our hands to grip? You know, when we start sweating, we might slip off those drop downs. Maybe we don't apply the brakes as well uh, and, and ultimately prevent a wreck. Um, is, do you recommend triathletes, you know, using the anti-chafing products, you know, as a preventative before these endeavors? But during the endeavor, we talked about, yeah, you can reapply, you know, maybe try to get rid of some salty sweat, try to dry up before we reapply. But grip shield, is that worth us trying out mid-ride or outdoor? I, I absolutely uh, recommend it. Um, it, it. It instantly dries your hands and it keeps your hands dry. Uh, and then there's a little bit of an element of enhanced grip. Um, but especially with gloves, um, you know, you get on a long ride and it's hot out and you're, you start sweating through those gloves and then it starts getting a little bit slick even inside the glove, right? Uh, and why bother? You know, when you can keep your hands dry, why wouldn't you do that? What about before a race, just putting grip shield on our arrow bars and drop downs before the race even starts? When the bike's hanging in transition race morning, should we apply grip shield to the actual bars or not? Uh, it's meant to work on the skin, so it wouldn't work on the bars. Gotcha. Jeff is trying so hard to think of every possible way he can use two Thomas product. It, it's almost like he's auditioning to be the third Tom. I'm going to dovetail off of that. What I do recommend is blister shield. So in the transition, what you do is you put it, you sprinkle it in your shoes if, if you don't wear socks, or you sprinkle it in your socks, shake up your sock before you know the race starts. And all you have to do is you slip it on and it's already on. Then, it, then yeah. it instantly goes to your feet and you're ready to go. So I, I always recommend that. And you can do the same thing with, uh, you know, I mean, of course, the nice thing is you wear your tri shorts. You can put it on before you swim and it's going to stay under your swim and your 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 bike and your run. Uh, and then if by chance you miss a spot, you get your white. But uh, all of those things, I, I the blister shield, the sports shield, the butt shield, I definitely recommend uh, applications before the race. So earlier, I love, Craig, those next level insider tips right there, because, I mean, you as an athlete have used all these products yourselves. And so you've, you've got those insider tips. Uh, earlier, I shared the story of us taking two Tom samples to our Trotout Ambassador camp. And, and the feedback, like I said, was just great. The samples were gone real quick. Uh, but, 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 Craig, what was really funny to me in the moment is I was telling all of our Trotout Ambassadors kind of about the two Tom's product line and, and Kind of, kind of showing some of the products that, that we had that they could take samples of. There was an audible gasp in the room when I mentioned that Two Toms has a sports apparel detergent. Everyone was just pumped to try that product out. And, and I know, you know, keeping our apparel clean can help our skin. You know, I, I kind of gave some examples of, of when I'll even change clothes during a workout because that, that those, those clean, dry uh, clothes just kind of help my skin stay happy. Um, tell us about the, the stink free sports detergent and just what makes that product so special. Cause people were pumped to try that out. You know, again, going back to the MIT scientist, uh, normal detergents are made to work with traditional fabrics like cotton, right? That's they're, they're made to work with that type of material. When you use the tech materials, uh, like we use for, you know, working out, it actually starts to work in the reverse. It starts to actually clog those materials up. 
and residue and, and stuff starts to build up in those materials with traditional detergents and fabric softeners and all that kind of stuff. Um, two times stink-free detergent was made to work specifically with tech type materials. Um, and it, what it does is it, is it gets rid, it, it takes those materials and cleans them. Uh, and it's unique in that you don't even need agitation for it to work. So it, okay. it's great for not just clothes. You can use it in any kind of washer, HE or otherwise, but you can also use it in a five gallon bucket or a tub or even in the sink when you're traveling, right? So all you have to do is mix it up in the water really good, soak your clothes and or your equipment, your shoes, pads, yeah. whatever, uh, and it'll, it'll actually work in pulling that debris out of those tech materials. You, you will see the water turn a different color. Uh, yeah. When it pulls all that <laughs> stuff out. It's actually kind of eerie. Um, and then you just rinse them out and they're ready to go. And so um, it's, it's a formula of, that, that actually is designed to work in those types of material. That's, that's the, you know, the short scientific answer. But, I, uh, you know, again, the ingredients in there are unique in that they work in a special way. Um, and, you know, the, the true test of that is my wife. You know, she she has a bionic nose. You know, if I, if I walk nice in the yep. day and I have ate Mexican food somewhere, she she can smell it across the room. Where did you eat? Today, yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, and so uh, for her, sports bras and yoga pants tend to be a big problem for her. And she mm. she's tried everything with her yoga bras, uh, getting, you know, that mildew type smell, she calls it out of them won't work. And I said, just try this once, just just once. Okay, okay. She couldn't believe it. It worked. And wow. we saw a lot of that product in that industry in particular, just because th- those uh, those materials and those those products tend to, you know, especially uh, for sensitive nose, uh, you know, pe- people realize that. And you don't have to throw them away and buy new ones. You can actually get rid of the smell and continue using it. And, you know, smell is a different sort of pain for people. <laughs> sure. <laughs> when no one likes to smell, um, no one likes to smell bad smells. Uh, it's got its own kind of pain factor. But uh, sport, sports um, detergent, by, you know, the stink-free sports detergent really works. Uh, of course, we got the, the sister product to it, the, sport, the stink-free spray, which is great for shoes uh, and gloves and, and getting rid of that smell. Um, We've got another story about that, but I won't bore you with it right now. But, you know, it's uh, those two products just work. They don't mask the smell. They don't put fragrance over the smell. They get rid of what's causing the smell. So what excites me about it the most, Craig, because I, I am the opposite of your wife. Uh, my wife is like your wife. She, she can smell anything uh, uh, a mile away. Uh, I just don't really pick up on smells at all. If a smell is pointed out to me, like if someone's like, oh, it smells like barbecue in here, I'll be like, oh, yeah, it does. But I, I just don't think about smells on my own. Um, so, so what excited me about the, the detergent, since it doesn't take agitation, you, you can clean your tri-kits, your nice cycling jerseys, your, your you know, running hats uh, that, that could get ruined in a washer and dryer cycle by, by getting tumbled around. You can prolong the life of all of those things by washing them with this instead of sending them through the washer and dryer. And, and even the you know, having your nice cycling jerseys or your nice race kits. I mean, I, I cringe. I, I try not to, to, to wear my nice tri-dot race kit very often because when I when I train in it, 
Well, now I got to wash it. And the more I, I wash it in the washer, the, the less the less long it's going to last me. You know what I mean? I, I got to replace it because those fabrics will wear out in the washer and dryer. And so I just like that now all my precious, you know, tri gear uh, that, that I'm hesitant to put in the washer and dryer because I'm trying to hang on to the life of that, that material. Um, I don't have to worry about that anymore because I can just put it in the sink with uh, uh, some of the, uh, the, the, the detergent and boom, it, it, it's clean without sending it through two tumble cycles in a washer and a dryer. When we get these little one ounce packets, again, coming to the little individual packets of the detergent you can travel with. And so when you get, you know, if, if you're traveling and you don't want to pack a bunch of clothes, all you got to do, soak your, your clothes uh, in the sink or in the, the tub for 20, 30 minutes and the stink free, rinse them out real good, hang them in the air dry, and they're ready to go the next day. So Craig, last question I wanted to ask you here in our main set about about skincare and taking care of our skin. We, we've referenced a couple times, you know, butt shield, blister shield, sport shield, um, you know, the, the stink free spray. I mean, there's there's a, a bunch of different products here. Um, and, and when you look on the website, I, so I, in my training so far, I, I've been using the the stink free spray, and I've I've been using the roll on and towelette um, sports shields. But but I've noticed whenever I go to the website because we we have that that twenty percent off coupon code, and so I've gone to the website and kind of looked at ooh what else is on here. Um, now I'm kind of intrigued by Grip Shield and Blister Shield because we talked about those. But between all those products, um, I, I kind of look at it and it's like okay, there's they're, they're Sport Shield that, that is supposed to shield me from sports, they're, but then there's Chafe Defender, and I'm, I'm trying to defend from Chafes because I'm a cyclist. They're, they're, there's Butt Shield, and that, that feels like I should be using that as a cyclist. It, what, what is the difference between each of these products, and, and which ones as triathletes should we be using? Yeah, I was going to ask, too. Like, can, can we use Foot Shield on our hands? Can can we put Butt Shield, you know, uh, on our necks for the— On yeah. our face? <laughs> Uh, yeah, what's the difference in, in those? You know, the, the grip shield is meant for your hands, and we have a product called the foot shield for the feet. Um, and it's just slightly a little different formula. Um, and, you know, it's it's the base is the same. But, you know, again, we, we want to make them perfect for, for each body part. So, you know, if you're trying to keep your hands dry, I recommend the grip shield. And you're trying to keep your feet dry, you can use the foot shield. And you can actually use the foot shield. Apply that, let it dry, and then then have the blister shield. You almost got double protection against sweat. But um, you know that those products are meant to prevent sweat. Um, the sport shield is our kind of all-purpose uh, chafing protection product. You can also use it for preventing blisters uh, in hot spots in the feet. I wouldn't recommend coating your whole foot with it because you you will slip a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but, very true. You know, if you uh, <laughs> Uh, have hot spots on the back of your heel, or I, t- I tend to get calluses on my big toe. And what I do before I run in the morning is I rub the sports shield on top of those calluses, and, and then it keeps them from hurting and, and even growing. Um, so that's kind of the all-purpose product. Okay. The butt shield um, has the same ingredients as the sports shield, and then it has four extra ingredients. Um, there, it's it's got some uh, green tea extract, horsetail extract. Um, Candela and uh, uh, I'm missing one. I'm, I'm, but anyways, I'm, two of those ingredients are meant to help uh, moisturize and, and keep the skin healthy. And the other two are natural antimicrobials. So for those sensitive areas where it would be good to have, you know, those types of things, that product was developed. Um, and so it, it really, 
again, has unique application to those areas. Could you use the butt shield on your neck? Yes. Um, it, it's got a little different consistency than the sport shield you'll because it's got those four extra ingredients in it. They, they all have the vitamin E and the aloe and, and uh, the main ingredient, but those four extra ingredients just make it a tiny bit thicker, but they, they add value. Uh, and so some people like to use the butt shield strictly for the, the groin area, and some people use the sport shield for all over. Some people use the product all over either way. It just it, it's uh, it'll work, um, and sometimes just a personal preference. But they were developed for those those reasons. The blister shield you can use on your feet. Uh, you can also use it on your hands if you're in gardening and that kind of stuff where you're wearing gloves. Uh, it's great for putting inside your gloves uh, to prevent blisters. And then, of course, the sting-free spray, we recommend a lot for the shoes uh, and maybe gloves, but mainly people use that for the shoes because uh, that's a, a very toxic area for smell. And then <laughs> sting-free detergent, obviously, you can use in anything um, that you can fit in a tub. Uh, so, you know, it's each one's got its kind of application, but you can use it in, in, in different areas, and it's, it's still going to provide benefit. Great set, everyone. Let's cool down. As a marathoner, Craig not only knows quite a bit about keeping athletes moving, but he also knows how to compete in endurance sports himself. And Craig, we cannot let you go today without hearing just a little bit about your own multi-sport endeavors. So for our cool down today, could you share with us, number one, your favorite race experience so far, and two, one race day lesson you learned along the way. So my, my favorite race experience was my, my first marathon. Um, my wife and I uh, decided to train and, and run the race t- together. Uh, oh, cool. And so we did it side by side. We did the training side by side, and we did the actual race side by side. It was the Oklahoma City Marathon was our first one. And, that, I mean, that's that's pretty special, right? It's your first yeah. I did it with my wife, and uh, she was one and done, but I, I caught the bug, and you know, that led me on the endeavor to run other marathons and, and do the half Ironman and half half marathons and 5Ks. I, and, I mean, I just uh, I, I still run and I, I love it. Uh, and so uh, that's that was my favorite experience, though. And, you know, Oklahoma City is actually, you know, we, we, you start right there by the memorial there. It's it, they really the downtown is really nice. It was a nice course. It, it was it was just a really great experience. You know, my, my biggest lesson, uh, we've talked about it, but, you know, when, you, when you're when you in the middle of a race or, you know, uh, even on, I've, I've been on a long ride before and you you get that chafe, uh, had, you know, you get a chafe in your groin area and then every push of the pedal is, you know, painful. And it, it only takes one time for that to happen before you say, I'm never going to allow that to happen again. Yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> and, you know, another one, you know, we talked about the, the when, when I was training for the try, I, I, I got the swim hickeys, you know. Well, we know what it is, but, you know, other people don't necessarily know what it is. <laughs> when you walk that is so true. with an open collar shirt, you almost got to wear a little sign to say, this is not a hickey, you know. <laughs> we said you have five marathons under your belt. You have some half marathons, some other run races. You, you have the one triathlon, the, the, the 70.3. Uh, which one was it, and what did you think of uh, about Tri compared to just doing a running uh, specific race? Uh, it was Austin, uh, okay, three in Austin. Uh, boy, the run in that was it was pretty hilly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was tough. Um, you know, uh, it's 
it's it's to me i mean marathons are tough you know those those triathlons uh, are tough but i i love i love the three different elements the swim bike and run i i just love all three of those the diversity in them uh, the the challenge um it, it was a great experience but boy it was hard you know that's yeah i have a whole new level of respect uh so it's you know you just have three times more of the challenges that's it for today, folks. I want to thank Craig DiGiovanni from Two Toms and Try Not Coach Jeff Rains for helping us defeat blisters and chafing. After using Two Toms Sport Shield just a few times, it was a no-brainer for me to just fully switch my entire uh, closet of products to Two Toms. I mean, as you heard today, they, they just provide revolutionary products to prevent issues from chafing, blisters, odors, and sweat. To pick up some Two Toms for yourself, head to metadine.com and use the code TRYDOT to save 20% on your entire order. Enjoying the podcast? Have any triathlon questions or topics that you want to hear us talk about? Head to trydot.com slash podcast to let us know what you're thinking. We'll do it all again soon. Until then, happy training. Thanks for joining us. Make sure to subscribe and share the TriDot podcast with your triathlon crew. For more great tri content and community, connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Ready to optimize your training? Head to trydot.com and start your free trial today. Try Dot, the obvious and automatic choice for triathlon training.